Hey guys, welcome to another episode on the Bigger Pole Collective. We have the Thursday Throwdown for you, coming at you with Caveman and Seppo. What's we, up? We are brought to you in association with Black Swan Bets. Get onto Black Swan Bets for all your tipping odds. They have been absolutely crushing it this year. My bank account could not have been bigger. Get onto their sweepstake odds. Absolutely brilliant. You get all the best tips and all the best sites to get all your information from. So the Thursday game today, we have the Giants at the Eagles coming to you from the NFC least. Uh, this game... <laughs> This game looks very important with whoever wins could actually end up in first place as a two-win team after week seven. So That is quite incredible. So let's start here with a bit of history on this one. So we've got a very one-sided division matchup, but it has been going on anyway. So the Giants have only won four of the last 22 matchups since their loss in the 2008 NFC Divisional Round. And they haven't won in Philly since 2013. That's somewhat surprising. But then, you know, you think of the, the Sean Jackson game from years ago. And, uh, it's actually... Yeah. Uh, so coming at you, we've got the Eagles at 1-3-1. and one. We've got the Giants at 1-5. and five. Both these teams offensively have been abysmal. Defense has been improving for both these teams, so keep an eye on that. Uh, the Eagles' defensive line is absolutely stout. Fletcher Cox just keeps doing Fletcher Cox things, and they can always get to the quarterback. The Giants' run defense, oh, that has been lights out. I think they're about third or fourth in the league against the run, and yeah. their defense, let's be honest, is not that bad. Pass coverage could use a bit of work outside of James Bradbury, but Hey, I'll give it up to you. For a, for a 1-5 team, that defense is probably the best defense out of the 1-5 team so far. Yeah. With, you know, Daniel Jones not moving the ball in offense at all, they've been put in a lot of bad spots. Uh, everyone knew their run defense is probably going to be pretty good early. Uh, the issue is, you know, taking Dexter Lawrence with the 17th overall pick, to uh, be a run defender and a two-down player. And they've gotten some pass rush from Kyle Frackle and, and people like that, which has been something I don't know if sustainable. But it happened last year with no neat names that they had last year. So I can see their defense uh, continuing to play well, but then Daniel Jones was really holding the whole operation back. So talking about Daniel Jones, if we have a wee look at the offenses here, so the Giants offense, that line has been abysmal. Andrew Thomas might be one of the worst first-round offensive linemen I've seen in years. He can't stop anyone. He's not going to do much, especially against that pass rush of the Eagles. Look for him to get absolutely bulldozed this game. Darius Slayton, I, I like him. Love, um, I love him. He can track the deep ball. He's fast. I usually go with receiving yards over and receptions under with him because I don't know how good he is on the short and intermediate. And that's going to be the key to this game, I would think, is in Daniel Jones with that short and stuff. Yeah. Golden Tate's been on the steady decline over the last few years. There has been word that Sterling Shepard might be back for this one. He's been back in practice. Ooh. I think he's probably still a week away. But keep an eye on inactives um, just in case he makes a surprise return. Even if he does, I think it'll probably be more as a decoy more than anything. And the, the Giants' run game is just shocking. I don't expect a lot of run game in this game at all. Both sides are on their backup running backs. 
both teams right in the top 10 and run defense. This game's going to be played through the year. I think that's about as much as you can say for it. It's a very, very sad thing to say when Daniel Jones is your quarterback that, oh, we have also zero run game. I believe Monty Freeman's long for the year is 14 yards, which Daniel Jones can easily surpass. Daniel Jones probably the best runner on the team. It'll be interesting if it's a Fitzpatrick-type situation end of the year. He's the leading rusher. I mean, one thing you can say about both of these quarterbacks is we're in a matchup where both quarterbacks can score at both ends of the field. For sure. Uh, One thing I wanted to go back to about Andrew Thomas, how am I supposed to trust offensive line scouts who get these early offensive tackles wrong all the time? Like Luke Jockel earlier... There's been plenty of examples of early offensive tackles. Matt good. Khalil? Matt, Matt Khalil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I tried not to do that. Right? I, I was literally about to say Matt Khalil. I was like, okay, now move on and go more old school. Oh, sorry, not Anthony Davis. Uh, Leonard Davis from, from the Northern back in the day. Uh, I'm really supposed to trust him because he's supposed to be the most ready one. And he's probably, he might be good. At the end of the day, he is going to have more scoring points than any other offensive lineman in the NFL this year. Not only has he got seven himself, but he's probably let in about 28 already. (laughs) Now, if we look at the Eagles offense, there's a lot of injuries. Deshaun Jackson should be back. All signs are pointing to him being back. If we say Deshaun Jackson doesn't play, for instance, the Eagles have two starting players left on their team. Carson Wentz, who looks like he's one loss away from being usurped by Jalen Hurts anyway. And Jason Kelsey, who, let's be honest, at 32, 33 years old, I think he is there. You're not going to be too happy, uh, you know, him being the only offensive lineman left. Oh, Lane Johnson is supposed to return? Lane Johnson's coming back? Well, that definitely helps anyway. Not, not confirmed, obviously. I, I can see that, you know, if Deshaun Jackson comes back, uh, Fulgram's done well. You know, he's obviously he's not mm-hmm. a starting caliber once all these other guys come back, but he's done very well in their stead. Ward is a decent wee slot receiver. I've been going over on him a lot. He leads the team in targets. Uh... I think the slot matchup is quite a good one this mm-hmm. week as okay. well. Now, there's one thing I like about this match. So I had a look there before. We're at minus four and a half to the Eagles. I lean the Eagles only because I don't have a lot of trust in Daniel Jones. I'm not happy about that. There's no way I could do a bet. No. Or it'd have to be seven, seven and a half for me to trust Daniel Jones with money. Absolutely. So maybe even looking at a teaser play here could be an option. Push over that 7 mark, that 10 mark, get into that 11, 11 and a half. You might yeah, be able yeah. to move something there. But the one thing that I, I can keep seeing with this thing happening. So we had a game earlier in the season on Thursday Night Football. We had the Jets and the Broncos. It was about as much of a watch as this game's going to be. Everyone was saying under, 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 under. You look at these two teams and you think, under, 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 under. The under's low. That game went over by a mile. I can see that happening again with this Giants-Eagles game. You know, it's not going to take a lot for this game to end up into a shootout, especially considering we're not looking at playing this game on the ground. It's going to go through the air. I I think the over 44.5 is not a bad shout at all. Yeah, I 
don't like it quite for a best bet, but it's another tier below that. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't stake everything on it, but I think if you're going to put anything on this game, you're much yeah. better to go with the over than to pick a side. Yes, def- definitely. Uh, I probably won't, won't be betting on the spread. Uh, probably not the heads either. There could be multiple interceptions and fumbles, you know. Now, if we have a look at player props in this one, there's not too much that I'm excited about. I don't really want to go near the running props. If we look into the wide receivers, Ward looks like he's got a decent enough matchup. He could go yeah, over there. Uh, we've looked like we've got a good one in Evan Ingram. The Eagles have given up tons of yardage recently to tight ends. And they've been giving up a lot of touchdowns to them too. So Evan Ingram to get into the end zones, not too bad of a bet. I mean, he has been underperforming over the last few weeks, but I expect this to be a bounce back week for him. Another one I I, I like is Carson Wentz over two touchdowns. That seems likely enough. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of running touchdowns in this game. So Wentz to throw for a couple and that one's paying over two to one. So getting on that is not a bad shout. Now, there was one I loved earlier in the week. It was paying two to one. Carson Wentz to throw an interception. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought that was mad value. I had a look there just before, and it was down to 175. So <laughs> that, that one has been hit hard. Yeah, I, I hit that early, and I was really trying to find a Daniel Jones will fumble combined with Carson Wentz or an interception I couldn't find in time. So if we were to look at the running backs, I would probably be leaning towards receiving yards in them more than actual running yards. Devontae Freeman, I think, is at 18.5 receiving yards. Uh, he, he seems to be you know catching about three to four balls a game. So that one looks like that could go over. If you can get on to Boston Scott, if it's low enough, I would. If it's under 26 or so, it's not bad, but it's not amazing unless it's, you know, 21. Uh, One I do have here, Boston Scott, over two and a half receptions. Seems like better value there. Um, So jumping on that could be all right. Anything else you want to add to this one there, Seppo? No, should be a... Terrible, but still exciting game. This is not a absolutely. I I can't wait to start watching this one and fall asleep at halftime. So that's it for another episode of the Bigger Pal Collective on the Thursday Throwdown. We'll catch you later in the week for the Sunday ticket, and then we'll move into the Monday Madness. Ciao. Awesome.